whistleblower report exposing lies deceptions and all that has assaulted our way of life we must take back our freedom and live as god designed in a free america that honors our constitution and our creator our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report on America Out Loud Talk Radio every day, Monday through Friday at 12 noon and 12 midnight Eastern Time, brought to you from Truth for Health Foundation, www.truthforhealth.org. We are presenting experts from many fields, reports from the military, medicine, law, faith, pediatrics, the environment, and more as we seek to bring you the truth and balanced information with medically sound approaches for treatment to help you stay healthy and the truth about what's happening on all areas of our lives that are assaulting us in our core institutions as the political agenda to undermine the Constitutional Republic of America has corrupted our churches, our courts, our hospitals, our schools and colleges, our medical care, our military, and has compromised our national security and our very survival as a free nation. Explore with our experts the truth about the experimental shots and supposed vaccines that have been unleashed on all of us without regulatory quality or safety oversight. And what is the truth about the way our core freedoms are being undermined in all areas of our lives? We have been assaulted by the weapon of fear. God does not give us a spirit of fear. So we are here to bring you truth, hope, and solutions against the lies and deceptions for just such a time as this to help you prepare to be resilient, to strengthen your faith, improve your health, and stand against the tyranny that is assaulting us. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org, and know that we are here to bring you the truth for just such a time as this. And now, here is your host for today's program. Welcome. I'm Mike Gary, your host. And tonight, we'll have our guest, Mark Bashaw, and we will be bringing you the next faith report segment brought to you by truth for health foundation so i would like the audience here to meet our guest mark bashaw welcome hey mike thanks for having me i really appreciate uh really appreciate the time coming on to speak and share some information kind of have a discussion yeah well as uh, the audience should know uh mark and i have been placed in you know, some pretty tough situations over the last three years now. And it has required us to think profoundly about uh, 
things, especially our faith. And uh, I think for a lot of occupations or people in general over the course of the last three years, they've had to really analyze what they're seeing in this world and how they actually feel and think about it and what they're going to do about it. For example, the uh, COVID mandates that we've experienced in different varieties in different parts of the country. But for some of us, uh, we've had to really think about what God wants us to do. And what, you know, being an obedient Christian, what would he have us do in this moment? I've had, I've asked myself several times, what would Jesus do? You know, and sometimes some weeks it would be every day of the week, I'd ask myself, what would Jesus do in this situation? And especially when it came to um, the uh, illegal mandate or the illegal um, unapproved FDA products, the EUA products uh, for the vaccines. And when I first discovered that there was going to be uh, aborted fetal tissue in the testing, they say, but due to a whistleblower, we know that it's actually in it, that the mRNA was grown out of uh, hex cells, human embryonic kidney cells. I had to ask myself, what was I going to allow this in my body? And of course, I came to the realization, no, this is not what God would have me do. As, as my identity is in Christ, and, and scripture is clear that you are not to participate in child sacrifice. So anyway, I feel like many Christians have been placed into similar situations. They've had to really analyze and examine their own personal situation wherever they were at during the three years of COVID. And likewise, uh, my friend Mark here has had to do the same thing. I would say that Mark has been put in a spot. He's been put in like a press, like an olive press, and he's been squeezed and squeezed and squeezed, meaning he's had to think and really put his heart and mind on what God would have him do. And I feel like uh, Mark has, you know, over the, the test of the three years, he has borne good oil. You know, when you have an olive press, you press out and you get the, the refined, pure, virgin olive oil. And I feel like Mark has really done that here. As I've talked with him, I've learned a lot about identity, or at least the way he thinks about identity or his identity in Christ. And he's actually caused me to think even deeper about my identity in Christ. So anyway, that's where this show is going to go tonight. We're going to talk about, and as we see across the nation, we see a lot of identity crisis going on. But this show tonight is going to discuss our identity in Jesus Christ. And Mark is going to bring us through some very uh, a thoughtful but deep explanations of how this country was set up with Christ in mind. And he is going to actually instruct and teach us on what the founders thought of Christ and how he has come to a deeper belief in Christ through all of this. So without any further ado, Mark, could you uh, give us a brief introduction of yourself, if you don't mind? Yeah, no, I'd love to. And it's it's interesting. Uh, we we talk identity in Christ, but everybody, you know, on the topic of identity, and usually in an introduction, uh, somebody goes in and and what's the first thing they say? They say their name, 
right? They say their name and, you know, for the purpose of this, my name's, you know, Mark Charles Bashaw and, you know, and they say what they do. And, you know, for the large majority of my life, I've been active duty military, uh, though um, that's not truly my identity. And uh, yes, that's a part of me. And I'll explain this in a minute. But, um, you know, the question, the question is, who am I? Who am I? You just asked, give me an introduction. Who am I? And this is something I recently wrote down on uh, a, a religious uh, unalienable so that the subject is unalienable constitutional rights, freedom of religion. This was a memorandum I used for, uh, in this case, medical products, uh, vaccines, devices, whatever you want to call them. And basically, I started out saying who I am. And I'd like to share that with the audience right now, exactly who I am. And so here it goes. I am a living soul, a man created by God, child of God, called by mother and father since born, Mark Charles, family name of Bashaw. I'm one of we the people, and I stand firmly upon the land. On 8 September 2019, I contracted with the American people, we the people, on a Department of the Army Form 71 where I swore an oath of office to defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic as a commissioned executive officer in the United States Army Medical Services Corps. So help me God. The American people have entrusted me to uphold this contract, this oath of office, otherwise known as the Department of the Army Form 71, as I was appointed a trustee. The American people are the beneficiaries of this contract. A failure for me to uphold my oath of office would result in a breach of contract and a complete loss of trust with the American people, we the people. And I say that because I come to you not as uh, a representative uh, of the Army, not as a representative of the Department of Defense. I come to you simply tonight as a man to share opinions, thoughts, and ideas, one of we the people, uh, who also benefits uh, from from the service members who uphold their oath of office and secure the freedoms we all enjoy to this day. Um, and I'm just in a unique position to where I put on the uniform and I go out and I stand up for those uh, those things that the American people are supposed to be benefiting from. So that's who I am. Uh, that's a brief introduction. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Um, as the audience can see, that was just the introduction piece of this. He's going to actually explain this in a little more detail. One thing I think uh, I know a many of us in the military that were uh, religiously inclined or spiritually inclined, however you want to say that, about uh, especially the vaccine mandate. For me, it was also the mask mandate. Um, it was the image of God. You know, I have probably the last 15 years of my life, I've thought pretty profoundly or pretty deep about certain scriptures. And I would say in the last three years, 
uh, the image of God has been incredibly important to me. And when we got into COVID, let's say uh, two months in, and we started to use the masks in a way that was that went away went against experience or went went against uh, the proper use of. I realized it was a an attack on the image of God. It was a covering of the image of God, which would be the fleshly body piece of it. Well, at any rate, when you start to dig into it a little more, you know, I quickly learned that one of the quickest ways to communicate is body language and facial expressions. And, you know, like babies, the fact that they couldn't see their parents' faces uh, you know, was a big deal. This was one of the fallouts that we're experiencing traumatically now is the lack of seeing facial expressions and body language, the covering of the image of God. And then when the vaccine came out, it would be a, a corruption of the image of God. So anyway, I'm just going to use this as a little bit of a primer because I know Mark is going to get into deeper detail on this. And he's going to cover some scripture on the image of God. But I just wanted to kind of grease the skids here for the audience. Mark? Yeah, I, I would say, going back to what you're talking about, these products, these devices, these things that happened the last three years upon our country. I mean, as a service member looking in on our country and what has happened, people having to shut their businesses down or, or X, Y, and Z because of a government mandate and, and things like that, a man date, which uh, it, it just truly didn't make sense to me. And it was a complete attack on the Republic. And we are a Republic. And a lot of people um, get this confused, democracy and republics. But the fact is we're a constitutional Republic. And what does that mean? Uh, constitutional Republic, the ideal of a constitutional Republic is individual liberties, right? It's individual liberties. And uh, the people have their natural God-given rights. And we have, in this country, we have a contract with the government, right? Which is the Constitution is a contract with the people, by the people, for the people, and exactly how uh, the government apparatus is to operate. And so when I was looking at this and, and seeing everything that was going on, everything that happened to me, and just digging into this and researching and, and bringing my faith and asking for God's guidance and, and showing me what I need to see, it's, it's extremely clear that our Constitution is divinely inspired. And it's divinely inspired from biblical principles. It's and and if we take the Bible, and I want to talk about trust for an for a minute. Um, but before I talk about trust, I want to give the definition of trust. So we're all on the same page when we understand trust. Trust, a fiduciary relationship regarding property, subjecting the person with title to the property, to equitable duties, to manage the property for another's benefit, the confidence placed in a trustee, together with the trustee's obligations towards the property for the benefit of the beneficiary. Now I say trust and I and I lay that out because I want to I want to initially go to biblical principles uh, and then our constitution and why it's divinely inspired. So bringing trust into the biblical sense is 
the the Bible is full of trust indentures. And what is what is a trust indenture? Well, we'll take it this way. For example, um, God is the executor, right? And the trustee is the Holy Spirit. So this is the Trinity of trust. And the Holy Spirit guides, uh, guided Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was the beneficiary of that relationship and ended up uh, dying on the cross and being placed at the right hand of God and and completely full circle, uh, carried out God's will, carried out his covenant and um, and his last testament through and through. And that, you know, more or less, that's why I worship Jesus Christ. I put I put my faith in Jesus Christ, uh, humanly figure that came came here and sacrificed it all. Um, so when I so when we talk about trust, you have the executor, the three parts, the executor, right? So this case, God, uh, the trustee, Holy Spirit, and the beneficiary. Well, when we talk about the Constitution, it's it's almost it's kind of the same deal. You've got the people, right, who are the executors, who, uh, who elect the electors and and the public servants, right, to act as the trustees, to carry out their contracts, carry out their the contract, which is the constitution, our form of government, for the beneficiary of the people. But the problem is, for quite a while, we've we've. We this entire thing has been usurped through lack of education and knowledge, and uh, individuals taking a stand and standing up for for what this actually is, right? So the the constitutional republic, and I said at the beginning, individual liberties, right? So the individual must stand to uh, secure their rights and stand upon their freedoms and the bedrock that's already been established. And so what happened? It was, it was usurped. And how was it usurped? It was the executors largely, I give this example. Uh, if you're driving down the road and you're speeding, you get a speeding ticket, you don't speed the pay the speeding ticket. It goes to a court. The judge in this sense is the executor and he's, and, and the people uh, turned into the trustee carrying out the orders of the judge for the beneficiary of the state. Why? Because when you pay, the state is benefiting from that transaction. So it's been completely usurped. But did you did you harm anybody or did you uh, did you damage any property in that process of of speeding? No, no. As one of the people, so you didn't commit an unlawful act, right? Based upon the biblical principles based upon the God-given rights of the individual. So that's kind of that's kind of the framework of what I wanted to talk about and and how this all works. So me being in my position, uh, I can speak a little to that on on military officer side of the house. So in the military officer side of the house, uh, specifically active duty, federal title 10, military officer uh the uh, we the people elect a commander-in-chief the commander-in-chief is the executor 
right? And um, pushes orders to the executive and the executive officers. And the executive officers carry out those orders for the benefit of the people. And that's how it works. The trust, the executor, the trustee, and the beneficiaries. However, the officers take an oath. They don't take an oath to the to the president, to the executor. Uh, they don't take an oath to their boss. They don't take an oath to uh, their mom or dad. Uh, they take an oath to the Constitution of the United States to defend it against enemies foreign and domestic. So help me God. Right. So if there comes a time when an unlawful order or unlawful uh, mandate, whatever you want to call it, is pushed down, that officer or uh, person in the position of trust has a duty to disobey those orders and communicate back up to the executor or whoever is above uh, to obtain some sort of redress. And this kind of goes along the lines of uh, the doctrine of lesser magistrates, if anybody's familiar with that. Uh, but that's basically what I wanted to share initially right off the bat. Yeah, I got a couple reactions to that. So our constitution is like a covenant between we, the people. and, uh, well, well, and Exactly, Mike. It's the people's will and testament. It's the contract. Yes. That's right. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Amen to that. And then uh, a couple verses here to support what you said previously. Galatians 5.13. And this is about freedom. So it says, For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Okay? And then... You were talking about trust in First Timothy uh, 1, 18 uh, through 20. This command, I entrust you. So this is Paul talking to Timothy, okay? This command, I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fight, keeping the faith in a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander, who I have handed over to Satan, so that they will be taught not to blaspheme. Amen. Uh, amen. And uh, I did want to bring up, this kind of sparked something in me too, is um, the slogan, In God We Trust. No, it's not about the money. Uh, sure, it's printed on the Federal Reserve Central Bank note, but that's not that's not what it's referring to. It's referring to the trust the people have with God, the trust indenture. Um, and at the end of the day, we're all going to answer individually to God for our actions. And so that's kind of where we where the constitution is divinely inspired. Yes. It's freedom of religion. Um, it, it, individuals don't have to, it's we, I stand up here protecting the freedom of religion. So if somebody who doesn't want to believe in God individually, I mean, fine, they don't want to believe in God. They don't want to participate. Okay. I will support that every single time. Uh, but I 
want to participate in my faith and my religion. And here we've had, I use this as an example, the past three years with the military in these flat out refusals of all their uh, religious accommodations that service members uh, put forth for vaccines, not just COVID-19. And we're still seeing it today. And so that kind of leads me on to my next, my next point, because I want to go back to my memo, my, uh, my religious freedom memo that I, I submitted. And uh, second paragraph says, you know, as the man that I am, my Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ. He allows me to walk through the shadow of the valley of death. I do so without faith in medical immunizations, vaccinations, and or injections. Instead, my faith is in Jesus Christ. As a defender of the Constitution for the United States of America, I have no issues with those who have faith in the aforementioned medical products and I defend their rights to exercise their freedom of religion. Okay. I want to add something to, you know, the word is faith there. Okay. So Titus 1, 9 through 11, holding fast to the faithful word, which is in accordance with the teaching so that he will be able both to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict. For there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision, who, ha- who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of the sordid gain. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. And I, I did want to bring this up, too, in, in our uh, contract, our constitutional contracts that we the people have have agreed to for the government to to um to execute is uh all men and women are created equal right so um but the the, the problem is if if somebody gets asked that it says hey who are you well what's the first thing they go to well they go to their name they go to their name they were assigned at birth but but when this in this time of quote unquote identity crisis, like, no, no, who are you? It's simple. God created men and women. Uh, Genesis uh, 1, 26 through 28, God created man and in the in the likeness of God, right? In his likeness, and gave man dominion over the land, air, and water. What is that? What's that stand for? Law. Land, air, and water. He gave over the over the law. He gave man dominion over the law. So men and women from God, there you have it. God, there's your God-given rights. God gave us dominion over the land, air, and water. Um, but nice. what are we what are we to do with that? Um, the oh, problem man. is we get we get tricked into into the into the schemes and the tricks and there's four ways that we get tricked into uh getting pulled into the hot water you ever hear that phrase you better be careful you're gonna get you're gonna get into hot water well it's simple it's 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 maritime admiralty law it's 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 commerce law you can get pulled in 
you better be careful. You better not speed too fast or you're going to get pulled into the hot water. Uh, but the thing is, um, you know, there's four ways that the people's uh, rights are, are usurped, usurped. It's tacit agreement, hearsay, assumptions, and presumptions. And if an individual, a man or woman, doesn't stand up upon and, and have standing and speak up and rebut those assumptions, presumptions, tacit agreements, and hearsay, well, then all presumptions, assumptions, tacit agreement, hearsays that aren't rebutted are assumed to be true. And that's how people get pulled into the hot water, is because none of this stuff is properly educated from the time we go to school into colleges or wherever. Um, but I will say, those individuals listening, go out, do your own research, start uh, start looking at some of this information. A, a good one is Kirk's Law Corner. Um, Kirk's Law Corner, I believe he has a, a Telegram channel and some others. Uh, Bobby Lawrence has a Telegram channel. There's some others out there that are sharing this foundational knowledge of the law and where it comes from, how it's derived, and it comes from biblical teachings, biblical principles. Nice. So when we come back after the break, as Mark was speaking, that trust between God and us, it made me think of the natural law of things, the natural law. And if we think back over the last three years, we've ignored or broken the natural law or the natural way order of things. So when we come back from the break, we're going to develop that a little more. So stay tuned. Listen to us on demand anytime you wish for all of all of our programs at www.whistleblowersreport.org. We'll be right back. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. The Wellness Company shares your values and fights for medical freedom. They put patients before profits and follow medical science, not political science like doctors on the left. Their chief medical board, which includes Dr. Peter McCullough, are the makers of the incredible American-made high-quality spike formula. If you worry about spike proteins, go to TWC.health and use promo code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount. Once again, that's TWC.health, promo code OUTLOUD. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. 
Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. Excuse me, this is the Faith Report here with Mike Gary, your host, and Mark Bashaw as your guest uh, for the Truth for Health Foundation. And here again is our guest. Mark, would you like to uh, start in talking about the natural law or do you want? Yeah, no, I would love to talk about the natural law because I think there's been a confusion to where uh, the people uh, think they, we, the people think that we are bound by the constitution, but the constitution again is a contract with how the government by the people, for the people, we, the people are supposed to operate and run and secure uh, the, the security, freedoms, everything else, right? But the natural law, natural law is, uh, it's almost like the God-given law. Uh, and again, I'm paraphrasing here, and I'm sure there's specifics out there we can reference to. There's a lot of good information. People are speaking about this, and I don't claim to be the end-all be-all guru on this. I'm just sharing my experience, strength, and hope uh, with some of this information. But the natural law is, uh, that's that's the people's. That's the law of nature. And um, that never, that you can never give that up. It's almost, it's inalienable, right? There's a lot of inalienable. It's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I know I, one, I know one thing, Mark, um, with the natural law is that, uh, we are definitely social creatures and the six foot rule was a good way to break connections and isolate people, which is not the way God intended things. He, he intended for us to be, you know, set in families and then tribes, and then, you know, you could go states, nations, and et cetera. Well, anyway, that's all in because there's an order of our society that has to be in being separated as male and female. You know, he brings us together into families, which are our social construct. And that is something that has to be. We are missing, you know, the, the one has uh, the, uh, the complement of the other. And, uh, when you separate that male from female, or let's say loved ones from each other, a picture, uh, the older people in nursing homes, looking through the window at their loved ones and not being able to experience physical touch. What is it about physical touch? Well, our image of God is uh soul spirit and body right or some say mind spirit and body right well that's those spirits are meant to touch and have exchanges and think about the old people that didn't get to do that for a year two years whatever so that's that natural order or law of things that we just totally broke in the last three years go ahead mark yeah no it's it's insane to 
it's still insane to just i mean it's still going on really we still see it in different parts but the six feet rule i mean uh, you talked about uh, mind body and spirit energy frequency and vibration there's a reason why they didn't you know, the six feet rule was instituted. When you get in six feet within somebody, uh, there's a resonant frequency that an individual gives off. You get energy, frequency, and vibration. It, you can uh, you can connect it with a person without connect without physically touching a person. And uh, once you're farther than, you know, six feet or so, I don't know what the exact distance is scientifically, um, but I'm sure, you know, they picked that for a reason because you weren't able to connect. You weren't able to connect. They did it on purpose. Uh, it was purposeful. Um, yeah, so that's what I'll say to that. But kind of going back to um, my experience in all of this is, you know, standing up for and um, claiming my status, right, as a man, right, one of we the people, and then standing upon those unalienable rights and those unalienable rights are the property of every individual. And what is unalienable? Unalienable. You can't put a lien upon those rights. So regardless, if you go into a contract with an employer or I use the military for an example, but I know there's a lot of teachers out there, a lot of cops out there, a lot of just uh, corporate employees out there. You go into employee with a corporation, um, your rights can't be taken from you. Your unalienable rights can't be uh, put in the contract to be stripped away from you. They're unalienable. They're your property. And... Um, so that's what I'll say about that. But going to a service member, for for example, is, and I want to go back to my memo again, because this is what I wrote. I said, you know, I request that my unalienable, again, unable to place a lien upon these rights, freedom of religion rights, uh, which is the right of consciousness, which are secured by the Constitution for the United States of America and my oath of office that I signed on 9 September 2019 are not infringed upon by policy requirements, mandates to be immunized, vaccinated, and or injected with chemical substances. Uh, punitive measures, uh, punitive mandate requirements for these chemical substances are contrary to my faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has enabled me to walk through the shadow of the valley of death for 37 years of life since God created me, and I do not wish to be immunized, vaccinated, and or injected with any of these so-called vaccines for so-called diseases that may be present in the valley of the shadow of death. These unalienable rights, these unalienable constitutional rights are my property and the property of all Americans. So, that's that's one of the things where it it kind of baffles me that people are having to justify their faith are having to explain their faith their beliefs to somebody who is trying to get them to participate with a, a medical product and to me that doesn't make sense for example a lot of the chaplains were questioning 
an individual's right of conscience, freedom of religion, and and testing them what part of your religion is contrary to our medical products that we want to inject into your arm. First off, I I brought this up earlier, and it's in the it it's literally in the Constitution, and it says. Uh, Constitution for the United States. It's right here. Constitution for the United States, Article 6, Clause 3. Um, all executive and judicial officers, both United States and of the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. But no religious test shall ever be required as qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. So again, if we look at the definition of test, uh, to bring one to trial and or examination or to ascertain the truth or the quality of fitness of a thing. So all of these chaplains, all of these individuals, commanders, medical personnel who were questioning and testing service members on their religious faith against uh, simply just not wanting to participate with injection of COVID. It could be COVID-19 or any other injection is in violation of the constitution. It's plain and simple. So why is it that that's, that's the crazy part to me is we're having these individuals have to justify their faith when, when to me, it's almost two faiths, two belief systems colliding. Like if you have belief in a medical product, that's your right of conscience. That's your belief. But why why can't I be over here and, and practice my belief? Why are service members uh, being given religious tests upon their faith to show why their faith is contrary to medical products, devices, and or procedures? To me, it's that's insane. And the fact that that's also happening to the people who are working for employers, corporations, um, various different, you know, um, jobs out there is, is not why I wear the uniform. Well, Mark, so as you're speaking there, it sounds like, you, but a lot of us have rediscovered the genius of our founding fathers and why they wrote things the way they did. And you've highlighted that very nicely as you've spoken through here about specific things and pointed out specific words and why they used specific words uh, in our constitution. And when you break them out, break them down like you have, you really can't argue against them. There is two faiths colliding right now, right? There's there's the there's faith in God, which we have discovered at a deeper level during this time. And then there's faith in man or the man's way. And uh, that's playing out real time right now. And I think it's ironic uh, for those who didn't give in to, to fear and were led. We let ourselves be led by God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And which 
tend to lead us towards natural immunity, which has served us very well in this time. And then you look at the others, uh, they were deceived by man's way. And if we look at the um, vaccinated, some of them are becoming sick again and again and again, or they're having uh, even worse ailments. Um, we're not going to get into that, but I don't think we need to, as it's kind of proven itself out. There's two religions. There's the man's way, and then there's God's way. And for us that we're deeply pressed into certain situations, isolated or bullied or uh, persecuted, and uh, I don't think people give credit to the level of persecution that is going on here. I mean, quite often I've thought about you know, at times, it seems like those who have been persecuted physically, or even to their end, the end of their physical body, uh, in some ways, that's easier to, than to, uh, to go in day after day after day being called a conspiracy theorist, a dissenter, a rule breaker, and all these other things day after day after day, when that's not what it is at all. We are just truly obedient to God which man has come into conflict with God in this time in many ways. So I just think it's really uh, unique how you've broken that down, Mark. Again, I haven't thought that deep about specific words in our constitution, but I, I hope that people after hearing you, uh, you know, speak so eloquently about this subject that they go away and realize that their founding fathers were awesome men. These are men that had no distractions they weren't distracted by technology like we are nowadays, right? This is obviously how you can get a fear tactic uh, uh, across the world and confuse and trick many people is the distractions. These men had time to think and actually develop every word and every sentence and which would lead to our Bill of Rights and our Constitution. And they would put it together where when broken down, like you've done in, in some pieces here, Mark, you can't argue it, right? We have made a contract between us, we the people, the Constitution. We haven't made a contract to a specific man, right? There's no king involved, although many have made themselves kings in this time. So anyway, I just think that's yep. very unique how you've done that, Mark. Yeah, and, and speaking, of, I mean, going back to contracts, because really a lot of this is based in contracts uh, it's you know like uh god's last will and testament the bible is a trust indenture it's you know his law written out and it's his word uh given to the holy spirit uh, for the you know on to jesus christ and then you know he created man and gave man dominion over the land air and water and it's all, you know, trust, uh, trust law is the highest form of law, trust indentures. But, you know, going back to contracts, the Constitution is a contract with we the people, again, we the people in the government, right? And so even individuals who sign contracts with their employers, none of these contracts can usurp their unalienable rights. And I wrote something down earlier. I'll see if I can find it. So contract is contracts must be lawfully obtained. And at no point can a person individual 
can a person, individual, corporation, agency, entity deprive unalienable rights? Again, unalienable rights cannot place a lien upon those rights. And so in this memo that I wrote uh, to my leadership to, you know, recognize freedom of religion in everything we know to be true, I said, show me, show me within my duties and obligations as the trustee of the office of all capital letters, First Lieutenant Mark Charles Bashaw, where it states in writing that I, a man, signed away my God-given unalienable rights. I also asked, show me within these duties and obligations as the trustee of the office of First Lieutenant, all capital letters, Mark Charles Bashaw, where it states in writing that I, a man, am property of another man, right? Because, again, show me the contract where it states in writing that another man can administer property without right. And lastly, I said, show me where it states in writing that service members who are men and women sign away their constitutional rights upon entry of service and throughout service of protecting our constitution against enemies, foreign and domestic. And I said, lastly, as a man, one of we, the people, child of God, I cast out all demons and claim victory over all enemies, foreign and domestic, in the name of Jesus Christ Almighty. The point of contact for this request is a man who is the undersigned, undersworn oath, and can be reached at the following. Redacted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I find it... Um interesting in this time how it is controversial to almost say that we have you know sworn an oath to the document the constitution i've caught in several places uh where senior leaders or even now uh, let's say civilians uh they omit the constitution and they think military people in particular where we're oath bound and I guess this would apply wherever there's an oath that the oath bound people have actually sworn the oath to, uh, to other men. So I, I think you've highlighted that very well, that there is definitely a big misunderstanding. Well, well, what's Mike, going on. Mike, I did want to jump in real quick because the only legitimate contract that service members have are their oaths. Why? Because another man or woman signs the the other the other part. For example, on a Department of the Army Form 71, which is the oath of office, which is a contract with we the people, the American people. Um, and usually it's an 05, an officer within the executive branch who signs on the other end. Uh, to affirm witness that oath process taking place. And then the individual who takes the oath signs. Why is that? Because in a legitimate contract, like kind contract with like kind. So a man can't contract with an agency or an institution, a man, woman, man and woman, man slash woman contract with man slash woman. 
institution can contract with institution like kind with like kind. The only legitimate contract I have in all my documentation is a DA form 71. It's a contract with we, the people and who signs it another American, uh, American individual who swore the same oath to support and defend the constitution of the United States against enemies, foreign and domestic. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. That's uh, so that's a very good thing to point out to people when they start looking at their records, whether the military police, uh, emergency management, wherever they're oath bound doctors. Um, that's a good thing to look into. Hopefully you've learned something in this as Mark is, pointed these things out there's actually only one document that really means something because that's the one people and at the end what's it say so help me god why is that because it again goes back to trust i've got trust indenture with the american people we the people shall there come a time where uh, there's tyrannical things going on you know an officer has a duty and every individual uh, who has taken an oath has a duty to speak up, to stand up, to say something, to communicate properly, professionally, uh, to inform their chain of command and push it up properly and uh, to perform redress, to obtain redress. And, you know, it's, it's not an easy process as we can see from the past three years of individuals getting crushed for speaking up. Uh, You know, I have an experience of going to a court-martial, being court-martialed for speaking up. But that's what's so powerful and so help me God, um, because I submit my life, a man, child of God, created by God, to my Lord and Savior, and to guide me and to give me discernment throughout that process. And when I do that, it's one step at a time, one foot in front of the other in the Holy Spirit asking mm-hmm. for that guidance so I can carry out the mission and what needs to be done. Well, that's awesome, Mark. So as we uh, finish up here, I wanted to read um, to the audience. This is uh, Mark 8. It's going to be verses 27 through 30. But, you know, Mark has done a good job identifying who he is who we are as men and women and how do we fit into our families and our society and the contract that we have between all of us, men and women and the American experiment. Okay. So this is Mark eight, uh, 27 through 30. Here's another question that people I imagine the last three years have had to answer for themselves. Okay. Listen, now Jesus and his disciples went out to the towns of Caesarea Philippi. And on the road, he asked his disciples, saying to them, Who do men say that I am? So they answered, John the Baptist, but some say Elijah, and others say one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said to him, You are the Christ. Then he strictly warned them, that they should tell no one about him because it wasn't time yet. So anyway, I imagine a lot of us, like I had mentioned earlier, what would Jesus do? I've had to think about what would the Christ do? What would he have me do in this moment? So anyway, as we head out of here, 
we are signing off today for the whistle uh, for the uh, um, faith report segment. So stay tuned to the reports on demand at whistleblowerreports.org. And we will bring to you new exposés on many topics regularly right here uh, from Truth for Health Foundation. Join up for our email alerts. Join our crusade for the voiceless. And let's get involved and take back America and our freedoms and our constitutional rights that have been so seriously trampled upon in the last three years. Tune in every day, Monday through Friday, on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, 12 noon Eastern and 12 midnight Eastern time. And share our messages with your friends and network. Sign up for our email alerts and our programs at www.truthforhealth.org. And join us every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. for our virtual community, Seeking Faith over fear, and bringing you topics across all areas that affect us today, from medicine, ministry, law, the environment, and ways that you can develop your health and resiliency for all that we face in the chaos. Our message is control the controllables and be prepared Be prepared and strengthened to stand against tyranny, to reclaim your freedom, and to stand for God's truth and medical truth as our founders envisioned for this constitutional republic, one nation under God with liberty and justice for all of its people. God bless you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you back again tomorrow for the next Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation.